I don't think anybody saw that and was like, oh, yeah, just typical. That's, that's New York for you. You know, like it wasn't like that. Hey, it's a crazy place. It's all place. fucking weird. But <laughs> the Big Apple. But yeah. um, you make it, I, pay, you make it anyway. My, <laughs> concrete <laughs> jungles, concrete <laughs> caves with Hasidic Jews. Literally 10 minutes before we hopped on here, I was on hold for 55 minutes with USPS, and they hung up on me, and I, yeah, <laughs> I've been better. Yeah. I yeah, guess that, that's a that mild definitely. inconvenience, but I felt pretty offended. And then I, I was really stubborn, and I called again. Mm-hmm. And the wait time was another hour, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it because I want to. Oh, I want to know about this package." And I got about thirty minutes into it, and then I just hung up because I just didn't have the time for it. And also, if I had had that happen to me a second time, I think I would have hypothetically thrown a brick through the window of my local post office. I get that. Is it something expensive? Yeah, I got it. I got an iPad. Oh, nice, nice. I could draw for, like, digital art stuff, and, you know, so I'm, like, antsy to get it because I want to play with my new toy, but also because I don't want it to get, like, lost or stolen or some shit, so I'm like, can you please answer me? Anyways, that's That's all you get that. (laughs) How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a little rusty. I feel, uh, I feel like, I don't know, like, an old guy that's coming back to the game because you know i've been like moving and stuff so but yeah nah you know i've been good um other than that it's just been business as usual um my grandmother's been really nice and uh really worked hard to help us kind of uh you know set things up and get the right items in the house and all these kind of things so you know that's that's been handy and convenient too to have somebody to kind that you know that has been a homeowner I'm not a homeowner now. I'm just renting. But, you know, someone who's been a homeowner and knows how to flesh out a house um, and is yeah. frugal like I am, or I guess I'm frugal hey, like they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where you got it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, grandmas. We love, well, not every grandma, but the good ones. We love the good yeah. grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like the awful grandmas. The shitty like gra- I feel really bad for people who didn't have like a sick ass grandma growing up. Yeah. Well, that's the deplorables. But the deplorables don't, they have deplorable grandmas. That's just the way it goes, you know? Why is it always like they're either like an angel or it's like hell spawn of a grandma? I hear nightmare stories about other people's grandparents and I'm like, oh. Yeah, you know, Anyways. you know, people. 
people are something else and it's unfortunate, but you would think and hope that at the very least blood is enough to make someone act right. But that's not always the case, even if they don't feel any obligation otherwise, you know, (laughs) I feel like that's less the case than anybody would expect. Probably, you know, in some instances, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we've been we took a we had a really interesting month to take a break because it yeah. feels like 2024 has started off hot and spicy in a lot Absolutely. of ways. So here's to another year of talking shit, talking shit, talking yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're back. I, I know I know everybody's been waiting. We're back. <laughs> Woo! But what uh, did you want to? Hop into first. I, you know, I'm I'm burning to get to uh, to the J Tunnel <laughs> topic. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! Let's just get that out the way. I'm burning up inside to get to the J Tunnels. <laughs> uh, are you the only one calling it the J Tunnels, or are people calling it the J Tunnels? I mean, I'm sure somebody is because that's a touchy subject. So <laughs> I don't think I don't, I, you know, obviously it's not the sort of thing you can just openly say, but that's literally what they are. So you have to call it what it is, you know, <laughs> but that's kind of okay. also part of the problem here. <laughs> I so if you have any additional information, please fill me in, because when I initially heard about it. I immediately just like clicked off. I was just like, I am <laughs> very sad right now. Well, see, I don't the, even you know, know the, the thing, context is of it. Well, see, the thing is, you know, um, this is the good thing about me being a, an extremely slow editor. <laughs> and in these instances where we just, we just totally miss a story, you know, we're not like CNN or I don't know if they still do this, but you remember a few years ago how CNN would like report someone's death the moment somebody said that they were dead and then they would have to retract it like every week because they were just trying to get too too quick on the story. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of uh news sources quite frankly because they like prioritize being the first one to get that shit out over fact checking sometimes. But CNN at one point, again, I I don't know how they've been lately, but at one point they were especially bad about that. And anyway, we're the opposite of that. Uh, We allow ourselves to have the time to truly process and look over things. And this is a story where uh, I don't know if I buy what they're saying, but at the very least there, there is a rationale. But so just to kind of briefly explain what happened here. Um, so the Hasid- there's one particular group of Hasidic Jews in, in New York. Um, I, again, I don't know all the details about all that type of stuff. I, you know, you got to ask somebody else about like, what's the difference between really? one or the <laughs> other, <laughs> but yeah, really, believe it or not, I don't really know that much about the differences know, between Orthodox, you know, I believe it or not. But so, uh, yeah, so I guess like one of the bigger Hasidic communities in New York uh, at their headquarters, it was discovered by NYPD that they had a network of tunnels that were dug beneath the, because it's like the headquarters, and it's like it was dug beneath the headquarters of the, you know, of, of the entire community. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure, again, we're late. So I'm sure people have seen this, have seen the clips and whatnot. 
there are some hilarious clips of uh of guys getting very mad and fighting with cops not like physically fighting but like verbally fighting with cops uh resisting the i guess like entrance of the cops into the the headquarters um there was a really funny clip of a guy who ran out of a tunnel or like i mean he ran i'll say it he ran out of a tunnel or out of like the sewer <laughs> kind of like a teenage mutant ninja turtle running out of the sewer <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, somebody made a meme. It was really funny. So another thing I'll say before I really get into the story, but this story was so like it was so much fun to be on Twitter when this story broke. It felt like a dam had broken or something. Like (laughs) because again, you know, this is you know, especially you know, there have been recent events where people are starting to think more about why. Uh, people who claim to speak for Jewish people say that you can't ever say anything about Jewish people. And so I think people have just been like welling up with like questions and concerns. And finally we had an easy opportunity to be able to let out some steam and let some of these concerns and questions out. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, long story short. Yeah. So that's what happened. Um, and again, look, there were some curious things too. Um, one of the things in the clip that was kind of, and it was, you know, it was just a clip. So things were happening in real time. But a soiled mattress, like a baby mattress, was removed from one of the tunnels or an entry point to the tunnels. People were asking questions. People were trying to figure out, okay, why is a baby mattress soiled and sitting in the tunnel? Mm. Hey, look, I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking a questions. Baby? <laughs> a baby? Because I heard it was just like baby strollers, which I know is still like a big question mark, but it's but a whole different level than a whole ass baby. <laughs> no, 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 not babies. No, no. The, <laughs> no, oh. no. They weren't being that stereotypical. <laughs> oh, come on. You know what I meant. I thought you said babies. <laughs> no, no, no. A baby mattress. Like a tiny, you know, like a little mattress. Like for a crib? It wasn't quite that small. It was more like, they, they said it was a twin mattress, but that looked too small. It looked like like the, the mattress a toddler would sleep on. That's what it looked like to me. So my but, thing is, I'm trying to look at this now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but not yet. have the individuals within that group, like, that specific community has anybody publicly explained anything behind it or is it largely speculation from everybody around the situation? Well, see, this is exactly why I was saying it's good that we did have that time to let it, to give it a breather because they did come out with a story. Now I don't buy the story, but they did come out with a story. So they said that what happened was, there was, and apparently there is some truth to, or there's some validity at least to what they're saying, because there is apparently, there has been like a large group of people like Hasidic Jews that have come from other places that are now living in New York and are attending the synagogues in the area. Um, and so what they, and the, and I guess the young men tend to be kind of radical or something. 
and so what they said was uh we are we are ashamed or i don't know exactly the way they phrased it but they basically said yeah no we, we hear you guys we we get it like we're mad too <laughs> this is the leadership of of the the community we're mad too we don't get it so what happened was some extremist young men were digging tunnels because they wanted to do something extreme <laughs> that's what they said and so okay so like when you dig further into kind of the rationale that was i think all that their statement said but apparently there and you know this is feasible there's some kind of like power battle within the church or within the synagogue or what i don't know the term for the for the community but the within the community there is some infighting between factions and so that's what they're saying is that basically this extreme faction wanted to have greater access to the synagogue that's like connected to the building and that was apparently why they did it um i mean that sounds plausible to me i'm not saying you have to believe it but it's not like there aren't instances of like extremist minorities in other religious groups like Christianity, whatever, that do a thing. And then people are like, you know, so I don't well, see sure. why that wouldn't be a possible within Judaism as well. Well, sure. But it's happened um, before, so I don't know why it wouldn't be able to happen again. You know, I've never heard of. I've never heard of underground tunnels beneath the Vatican. No, <laughs> this is extremely <laughs> quirky. This is very, very quirky for sure. But I'm just saying, if that is what a, like a community leader is saying, that that's what he thinks is happening, it wouldn't shock me if that was true. You know, I'm not like immediately like, wait a second. You know, it's just like, it sounds like a thing that would happen because like there are, individuals like smaller sects of people within like all religions that do some like honky like weird shit because like they disagree with like the power structures or like what have you you know so i'm not yeah sure very sure. bamboozled by that i am bamboozled by the tunnels but i'm not bamboozled by it being because there's like some like crazy little randoms being like eh, yeah you know well see that's but that's the that's exactly my thing is I, the moment this happened, I was a little suspicious. Like, just period. I was suspicious of the, whole, because of the whole thing. I am so surprised. <laughs> wow. This whole thing really? just really made me a little suspicious. And so what you're saying is, is true. That rationale is totally plausible. Like, irrespective of any context, I think that that's totally plausible. The context. But I don't, but yeah, I don't know because again, this is just a really weird thing. And so another thing they said was, I guess, I forget what it's called, um, but they have the, you know, like the baths, like the common baths that, that, that people use to, you know, purify themselves before prayer. And, you know, like mm -hmm. when women are going through their menstrual cycles and stuff, there was a tunnel or part of the, the tunnel led to that building where that was. Another part of the tunnel, led beneath the children's daycare look I, I don't know what's going on but i would be lying if i didn't say that it doesn't seem like this was a ragtag group of extremists doing this <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> 
I would need, okay, are there images of the tunnels themselves? I haven't seen, I haven't seen any. I've, the only thing I've seen okay, is just like the entry point. I think that that would definitely be something that I would be interested in seeing just to get like yeah. a visual. I'm a visual learner, <laughs> but I don't know. I just think like if it's really fucked up, like if it looks like a literal like crawl, like a crawl space type thing, I could totally see there being like 10, 12 nut jobs just like digging with spoons or something to like make a tunnel. Or is no, it but, like, but it was or is so it like bad catacombs? That, and, well, it was so it was such a an expansive network of tunnels that NYPD got involved and said we have to fill these with concrete. I think the thing is, is I I agree with you that this is extremely bizarre. I don't think anybody saw that and was like, "Oh yeah, just typical." That's that's New York for you, you know. Like it wasn't like that. Hey, it's a crazy. It's all place. fucking weird. But <laughs> <laughs> the Big Apple. But yeah. um, you make it. You make it anyway. <laughs> concrete <laughs> jungles, concrete <laughs> caves. With Hasidic Jews. Um, I okay, so That's my true. thing is while this is bizarre, very fucking weird, um I just don't I can see this being utilized who am I kidding? It's already been. I'm sure there's already like if you go on like Telegram or something, it's pr people probably already have been having a heyday on this shit, you know. I just think it's like so you're going to look at a thing that happened within a, a community, within a community that was most likely not more than like 20 people who were aware of it, assuming that this like rabbi community leader who was talking about it was correct, assuming okay. that. Okay. Which I do still think is a very plausible explanation, and unless you can provide a more plausible explanation... Um, that is something I'm willing to consider. I'm not saying like, okay, yeah, that's facts. You know, I'm just saying like, yeah, that could insular, be a thing. It's an extremely insular, like community, like an ethnocentric community. I don't think we're going to be able to get a better explanation. <laughs> unless well, yeah, you, but it's unless like, you're like an NYPD investigator, you're probably not going to really know what happened there. But like <laughs> everyone I have seen that's reacted to it on the internet, whether they be a part of like Hasidic communities or if they're just like a Jewish person, they're all like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, exactly. I yeah, don't, yeah. I just don't, I just. I know the thing is, it's like, I don't even know why I'm saying this because I know it's happened already, but it just sucks that people want to like take that itty bitty thing and be like, <gasps> you know, like, you know, because it's like, what if, okay, you remember in like 2010 when like the Westboro Baptist Church were popping their pussies all up and down the highways? It's like if yeah. people looked at that, and I know people did because I was. 14 when that happened <laughs> and like people were like atheism's cool like Ugh. so it's like yeah. it's like people you looking at that and being like oh all christians are crazy all christians do that thing and it's like no like that was an extreme sec like singular 
unit of people who I don't even know if they like technically classify as Christian, but you know what I mean. Like they they view themselves as that. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Um it's I'm explaining something that's like duh, I don't need to explain that. You know what I'm talking about. I just like I don't want people to like use that as a way to like skew their perception of like the entire community just because like some like goobers did something really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and we, we, when we were kind of producing the uh, show the other day, we had a, we had a conversation on the topic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more willing to be frank when I'm not on a microphone that's being broadcast to people. And I think, that's oh, I know. <laughs> um, but you know, um, what I'll say is just that, man, it's, there's just so much to, to go over and it's I'm not, not a good luck, you know? Listen, well, it's yeah, not a clearly, good look. Clearly, it's not a good look. <laughs> I don't think anyone's questioning that. <laughs> well, look, but my thing is, I don't, I mean, you know me, but I'll just say it to be plain. I don't, whenever I hear conspiracy, like J conspiracies, I don't believe, like, I don't think people are talking, I think there are some people who absolutely are doing what I'm about to say people aren't doing. But I don't believe people who are sincerely asking questions are coding and painting all Jewish people with the things that the oh, I don't mean everybody. No, 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 no. Yeah, I but don't I'm mean that. Like I was most just people. Saying... Most people who are asking questions aren't saying every person who is of this like of this ethnic group. It's like, is... oh, we got to check all the all the temples because they probably got caves too or something like that. Right, and I mean, even if they were saying that. They probably would also leave room for the high possibility and plausibility that the like members of that synagogue know nothing about it. Like that's the thing is I don't think people when they come up with these conspiracy theories and you know dig into them are saying everyone is a part of it. Yeah, that is a good point, and that's why it makes me think that what that guy said was true or at least to him it was true because if there was a group of individuals within this uh temple digging a cave with like weird shit in it and it digging toward another temple's or another part of the building's like area where children are like i don't think that everybody within that community would be very chill about that you know what i mean because at the end of the day it's like but why would you think no the one's guy gonna in be charge... like, yeah, dig tunnels under my kid? But why? No, would I'm you just put... saying, like, may... why well, would you sure, put the guy he, in maybe... charge into that group? Because look, I see, I, that particular I that particular community has close ties with known. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say agents, but uh, people who are associated with Mossad. I'll just put it that regardless, way. Regardless, <laughs> I don't think that everybody within that community was aware of it because I know yeah, that yeah, no. mothers no. would not be fucking around with that. Like no one's going to mess around and let people get be doing weird shit around their baby like that. It's just not going to happen. I've got no disagreement with you on that. I, I don't think, I, I think you're. I definitely think it was a secret. To, we can agree on that. It was like a boopy yeah, yeah. little like, ooh, you know. Yeah, no, no, that was definitely not something that everyone knew about in the synagogue or the general they were community. They're in on the joke. You know. No, no, I don't believe that, but I do think again, look. Jeffrey Epstein was a Mossad agent. That's 
pretty much a known fact, <laughs> as well as being a CIA agent, as well as being an MI6 agent, as well as possibly being some other kind of agent. Who knows? But we know that. We know that there. Uh, we know what he did. We know that he was engaged in the art of blackmailing people. And then we see a soiled children's mattress in the tunnel. I'm just not so quick to believe that the guy in charge of the group is like, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm totally with the, the rest of like the, the congregation here. <laughs> like I'm in the dark as much as everyone else is. Like, I, I just, I don't believe that. Then it's, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not like, oh yeah, he said it. So it must be true. You know, again, it's, it's just like, you know, look, the Catholic church. And I think Catholicism is really the same way. I think Judaism is really cool and interesting. I'm just really into anything, any instance in which people are seeking the higher power, just generally speaking, I think is interesting. But like specifically, I think that the mysticism involved in Catholicism is really, that's what appeals to me about it. I think that Judaism is really cool because of how much of like, just on its, it's a, on, in, in the foundation of that particular religion, scholastic pursuit is a big part of it. Seeking the truth, seeking answers, that's a big, I mean, that's, that's all religions, but you get what I mean. Like there is truly, yeah. that's the foundation of it is the scholarly pursuit is like the, the figuring out exactly what the answers are based on textual analysis and all these kinds of things. So I, I, I'm not saying that, but it's just even in Catholicism, look, most people who are Catholic had no idea about the weird things going on in the Catholic church. If they knew anything, it was just anecdotally, like in my town, I knew something weird was going on, but I didn't think it was a broader thing. But the Catholic church was still up to some weird shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I call them <laughs> like I see them, like that was just some weird shit. And, and hey, it, it is what it is. Would you uh, rather deal with being like in the Catholic church or in the Scientology church. What do you mean? Like being like balls deep in it. Well, Catholicism is like a, a real thing and not That's a cult. True. So like, I'd, I'd I realized right after that. I said that, <laughs> I realized right after I said that, that it's like a no brainer. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't want to be in Scientology. Oh. <laughs> the Catholic Church didn't... Hey, listen, the Catholic Church did not kill Isaac Hayes, so that's a point above for me, personally. They've killed a few people, but not him. <laughs> well, he's fact, who I care about at this moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's reasonable. <laughs> Oof. I retract nah, yeah, you know. everything I've said. But, you know, I mean, my, that, that's the thing. I, I, I just thought that this was just a really, really peculiar thing that happened here. And you and me, but you and everybody else, too. Everybody was like, yeah, but not. In fact, I'm going to insert this clip because there's a really funny clip of an NYPD officer who was like on site. You know, I, I, I got the feeling he may have been I, at the very least, like mid ranking in terms of people that were there that day. And uh, it was really funny. The clip. It was like, a, you know, some guys that were, I guess, defending the tunnels and saying they were arguing that the cops had no right to search the tunnels and stuff. And this guy just, you know, old school greaseball cop, NYPD, just doing his thing. 
you know, I clock in, I clock out, I get back home to the wife and the kids, you know, I, I, I do it for the city, but I do it for my family too. You know, one of these kind of guys. And, uh, they were saying all of this and he was just stone faced, like, like one of those guys, uh, what do they call it? Like a Hammersmith something. One of those guys in front of the, the castle in England, in London, just stone faced, just letting them say what they had to say. And the moment they said something where they were basically excusing the fact that they can do whatever the they Queen's want in America. Guard. Yeah, 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 those the guys. Guard or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. But, it, but like, as one of them was saying something where they basically were implying they can get away with whatever they want in America without fully investing in America, he was like, look, pal, this is America. You can't do that here. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny because, yeah, man, like, look, this is, the, this is a land of immigrants. It's a melting pot. But yeah, you got to melt in. <laughs> you can't do weird shit and think you can just get away with it because it's America. No, we, we have rules and standards here, okay? <laughs> we have very interesting standards, but we do have them. We have them. No, nah, yeah, you know, I, I'm proud to be an American. I really am. I love this country despite all its faults. And that's one of those things is, again, look, we do things a certain way here. And you can't just come in here and tell us how we're going to do things. You can't come to our cops and tell them what they can and can't investigate. Man, go, go somewhere else sure if you want to do that. Straight up. They go will somewhere else. definitely make sure of that. <laughs> Look, man, if you want to... I might, I might bleep this later, but if you want to dig tunnels, go back to you <laughs> dig tunnels. <laughs> uh, we're I'm bleeping sorry. that, I think. I <laughs> Uh, ed editor Datman in the future, please censor that. I cannot handle that. I have been seeing a meme that gives me a giggle on TikTok. I don't think I don't think you're like a K drama watcher, but I am an avid K drama watcher. And okay. if it's like a high school type setting, there's always like a really, really, really mean bully who basically is like trying to get like characters to kill themselves and stuff and like the, or they just like beat the fuck out of them or something. And I okay. keep seeing memes of people being like, if that K drama bully or if generic K-drama bully was trying to do that to an American student, and it's people just, like, pretending to, like, shoot the fucking screen and stuff, and I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, actually, like, that wouldn't go down very well. Yeah. No, it's like, you remember those memes where um, it would just be top text, no bottom text, and it would just be, like a, like, a picture of, like, I don't know, some guy in Chicago with, like, an AK-47... And the top text would just be, go tell ISIS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, the like. I'm sorry. We don't do ISIS in America. 
Oh, yeah, those were heavy in the deep fried memes of like 2016. That was a good time. Oh, yeah. That was a good era. I got era a lot of memes. those saved. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of throwbacks, speaking of throwbacks, um, mm-hmm. I got into a heated conversation. I don't even want to call it heated because it wasn't heated, but like it was a contentious conversation with a guy on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to say his name. Discussion. A debate. But then that, Im- that implies a higher level of intensity than there really was. So I don't even want to say intense, but it was, you know, it was a spirited conversation. And um, because, you know, I, I guess recently, you know, these corporate, these corporate like um, classifications that they do are always really weird and kind of fake. But so uh, Condé Nast had already acquired Pitchfork like years ago. This was probably, I mean, you know, at this point, like eight or nine years ago is when they acquired Pitchfork. Um, But I guess recently, one of their other acquisitions, GQ, has folded Pitchfork within it. And so now I guess there's like a greater degree of separation and juniorness that Pitchfork has to the parent company of Condé Nast. And so people were freaking out because they didn't, they had no idea that this had already been going on in the first place. So they got mad about the fact that Pitchfork was beneath GQ. And um, one of the people I follow on Twitter had, you know, done a little bit of commentary on it. And he was just, I forget exactly what his point was, but he was basically saying, like, you guys are stupid. You didn't even know that Condé Nast already owned them. Like, this is just a, this is a corporate, like, internal shuffling. This, this isn't going to, Pitchfork won't get any worse than it already has gotten, basically. <laughs> and that's true. And, you know, when I saw the tweet, I said, yeah, you're right about that. Because, look, I, you know, I've, I had been a Pitchfork reader for a long time. Um, Same. You know, I mean, yeah, it was a really good place to learn about new music. Uh, it was a good place to get mad and have something to talk about with friends. <laughs> you know? Big mad, was, yeah. Yeah, it was perfect, like rage bait mixed with maybe guilty. You know, I'm not a guilty pleasure, dude, but like mixed with guilty pleasure, you know. And so anyway, so I just said, yeah. And like the thing is, it you know, it's a sad day when I'm asking for Pitchfork to be relevant again, because when it was relevant, I did enjoy it in my own way, even as a hater who was secretly. I mean, I wasn't secret, but like even as a hater who had to admit that I liked it to some degree, I still much preferred how it was then to what it is now. And I got into talking about like the, how the kind of stuff that they cover has changed, how the coverage itself has changed. I mean, like every review, no, go ahead. Sorry to just jump in really quick, but like to add on to what you're saying, um, especially about like the nostalgia factor of it. I think like right now in this current state, Music journalism has never been at such a low bar for me personally in terms of quality. Um, So even if I have like my fair share of issues with Pitchfork, at least within recent years or even like 10 years ago, to be honest, um, just like it was just like one of the staple music journalist websites that people generally cared about you know in a loose sense like you would still look at it every once in a while and there's not really a whole lot of other um entities 
that I can think of to that degree. I'm not going to fucking go on Rolling Stone for that. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, especially because, you know, they specialized at one, you know, especially like in the hipster days, they specialized in reporting on indie rock music. They and put a lot of people on, yeah. They absolutely did. And there were other places that did it better. So, you know, I mean, like, Stereo yeah. Gum was better. Brooklyn Vegan was better. Like, there were a few different websites. They were never, like, the highest tier upper echelon of quality within music journalism. But if no. you think about Pitchfork even just, like, 10 years ago and compare it to music journalist websites and, like, articles like that that are coming out now... It's like that's an A minus and this is a D, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, for, for one thing, they actually used to write about the music. <laughs> and yeah. Now, Ooh, whoa. Ev I mean, seriously, like because I, I haven't tried in a couple of years, but in the last five years, there were a handful of times where I did try to come back to Pitchfork because it, it noticeably got yeah. worse around when they got bought out. But so, you know, I, yeah. I tried. And every album review, every list or listicle or whatever, was always talking some, somehow, some way, they found a way to connect it to social justice. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Any guy who's rapping about killing people and selling drugs is suddenly some kind of like, they're, they're, they're framing him like he's an anti-hero anti who is fighting on behalf of uh, butchered peoples, butchered, uh, I don't know, like Eidos peoples who are being held down by generational racism and all this nonsense. And, uh, you know, look, it's okay to just like music that spreads bad messages. Like, I what if that. you talked about his <laughs> flow or like lyrics or right. talk about the artist and not like coming up with your own little mishmash of what you're kind of like trying to make people think it's about when it's like, you know that that's not the intent of the music. So why don't you actually try to dissect what you think the actual intent of the music was? Right. And that's, that's the thing. Like, that's just what it is. And uh, that's already a pretty bad crime to write music, write about music, do music writing and not write about music. But it's they were even turning worse into the me. Buzzfeed of just like music journalism. Yeah. But even more offensive to me is that they betrayed indie rock because they decided that the next thing for young white people to be interested in was rap music, which, you know, hey, rap music has to been be popular. Fair, I think that I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. But I think that a lot of that, I mean, I think especially especially so when they got bought out um, them and like other websites like skew towards whatever is like obtaining the most capital in any given time and for the past especially the past like 10 or so years rap has been the most profitable genre like hugely um, profitable yeah and it already so, was very profitable and, in the heyday of pitchfork to be honest yeah and yeah absolutely so it doesn't surprise me that that's the direction they went in but it's just like if you're even going to do that, that should still be held to a certain standard. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah it's disappointing that you guys don't at least like continue to give some love to like what attracted a lot of your readership to. But if you're going to just totally shift to a different genre as being your main focus, like do it good, <laughs> do it gooder. But 
But if that's not, if that's not, if that's not like your home, then it's not your home. And so that's why I say like, that's kind of my secondary criticism because my ultimate criticism is you shouldn't have shifted in the first place. It's okay for a minor player in that realm to, to decide that they want to write about something else. But Pitchfork, for better or worse, were the gatekeepers of what was hot and buzzy in indie rock. That's just what they were, you know? And if you're, you can't betray that because you were the gatekeepers. Once you cease to keep the gate, there is no one to keep the gate. Because like you said, I mean... You're definitely that, not the gatekeepers of rap, that's for sure. No, 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 not at all. And so that that's my big issue. And that was kind of the thing that I really... I thought I was, I thought I was adding on to this guy's point on Twitter. I didn't realize that I was saying something he disagreed with. But yeah, he started disagreeing like with me. It sounded like you reinforcing what he said. Right, exactly. But he, his issue, he took issue with what I was saying because... He thought no one should have ever relied on Pitchfork for anything in the first place. That was essentially what he was getting at. Because, yeah, I was saying, like, like basically making the same argument that we've just made, you know, in the last couple of minutes. And, I, and he pushed back and said, well, I don't, the, what, what kind of benefit do you think people got out of it? And so I said, like, people like myself were able to get rage bait from it. And we were able to actually learn about stuff that was coming out, get into forms of music we didn't know anything about because it was in the general sphere of influence. I, you know, I, I said, for instance, like I didn't know anything about shoegaze, dark metal, or whatever that shit is, like you know, Def Heaven and all these things. I didn't know anything about that. Like stuff. back in like 2013, that was like the eye opener for that kind of thing, right? I knew two people who were like actively making music and they had gotten signed to a label and they had like their initial drop like reviewed on Pitchfork and well, that yeah. gave them a lot of momentum that they wouldn't have had mm -hmm. otherwise or at least not as quickly. So it's not it wasn't just for the readers at that yeah, point, you th know, that was that was and that was my retort was the consumer level of 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 benefit and the musician level of benefit. I said exactly what you said. I knew more people from where I'm from that actually had gotten album reviews on Pitchfork, and it really boosted yeah. their careers. It gave them the ability to actually tour because prior to that, they were local bands, and then now people knew who they were. But that's the thing. You, you know, and, and I said this to him because, again, maybe he thought, I don't know anything. The guy's like a philosophy guy, and so he thinks he knows everything. And thinks anyone oh, who speaks buddy. to him is a dumb, a, a, yeah, you know, thinks we're a moron if we are. Well, not it him. sounds like he just never liked it, and you did at one point. So he, unless he is like an open minded person, he's but just he not gonna, yeah, exactly. So it's like you're just talking to a brick wall, and you guys are coming yeah. from two different like perceptions of what you're talking about, but he's not going to listen to other perspectives. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's an incredibly intelligent guy, so that takes nothing away from that. But that uh, that's often a pitfall of a, of really intelligent people is they're incapable of believing there's anything outside of their scope that they are familiar with that is worthy of, yeah. of being listened to. They're like, "Well, you I'm know? right, so why don't you just agree with me?" <laughs> I have had pe countless people throughout my life telling me that I'm a know-it-all and that I think that I am always right in all these things. And my retort to them is, yeah, I think I'm right, so prove me wrong. 
You see, like my thing is always, I want you to try to prove, like I'm, you know, I'm a Libra. I like to have a good, a spirited conversation so we can get to the truth. You love to be a little devil's advocate sometimes. But it's not even devil's advocate. Like I'm just seriously, I'm just trying to get to the truth. Like I will sometimes take a position I don't actually hold because I want to, and like the reason why is because if it's not being considered, I think it needs to be considered. If, the, if, if I'm speaking to someone and we're both away from the other position, the only way we can get to the truth is by, if we don't believe that position, we need to show that it, it's not a valid position. But I mean, there's no, I don't think, so I, I, you know, I say like you're devil's advocate. You are sometimes, but like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Um, but I, I also think that <laughs> like we both do come from like the perception of like we don't like echo chambers and we like to yeah. have our views challenged and to challenge right. other people's views respectfully, right. you know. But that comes with like the there is always going to be a level of discomfort with somebody just being like, Well, what if you're wrong for this reason? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people sometimes like if you just like hold your opinions too close to your ego, then you're not going to be as willing to have productive discussions about your opinions. You just want people right. to be like, yeah, 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 you know, and it's just like, which makes you not, stupid. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to have no. fun. You're a Libra. I'm a Leo. We're having fun. Exactly. Cause yeah, I mean, again, that's the whole thing is, I believe in in a dialectical understanding of things. And so you have to think about the other side because you can't have the truth until one side and the other side have been considered to then synthesize the the whole, you know? But so anyway, so that was what how the conversation went was that direction. And to to your point, there were a couple of people who agreed with him that had seen our conversation and responded to me and actually like they don't know me, so they didn't know that I am fully capable of finding my own music. I don't need Pitchfork to find music. That wasn't my, that was never Did my they argument. think that you were just like, <laughs> I need Pitchfork in order to get new bands. That's what they thought. And that's not it. But there was a time in my life where that was kind of true. You know, I was capable of finding other music, but you find somebody on Pitchfork and because it's an entire, like they have a canon you would it was a network of things you would find out about if you found out about one yeah but that in of itself is like a very valid reason to stick to something at least for a period of time like if i mm-hmm. you know like there is a period of time where i was like my way of like finding new music in like late high school early college was to just go on bandcamp and just like mm-hmm. look at whatever the fuck they had going on over there because yeah. I had found a lot of shit that I liked through that. And it's just like, well, if it works for me, then why do I not continue to use this for the moment, you know? You know, long story short, what if that was the only way you could find music? What if you were like straight up some some person in like Idaho? <laughs> well, I don't know. Idaho has got a decent indie rock community from what I understand. I'll say Nebraska. <laughs> Let's say you're just some random person in Wait, Nebraska but who's Nebraska a also, Nebraska also has a decent D-Rock community, Omaha. <laughs> I've heard of some bands from there, but, I'm, but you get my point. As though. long I, as it, there's a shitty town in a random part of who, wherever, 
there's going to be some music popping off because that's where the tried and true most pent up emotions are, you know? Sure, but you won't know the full breadth of what's going on. And, and this is what his, one of his retorts to me, to be fair to him, one of his retorts was basically, I believe in being involved in a scene. So in order for me to be invested in a scene, I need to be involved in it. And that, again, this was a point, this was a feeling no. that was shared by the people who agreed with him in our thread here. You know, hey, look, I'll say that's a fair point to a certain extent, because we're talking about DIY music. We're talking about music that is, like, the ethos of it is, if I can do it, you can do it. So come on, the more the merrier. That's the whole point of, of anything that basically comes through the lineage of punk rock music is that. So that's absolutely a fair point. But what if, and, and you know, I sound like a libtard saying this, but like, you know, what if for whatever reason, you're just not, you're not in the position to do that? What if you just for no matter what, you're so poorly coordinated and someone could call it ableism, I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, you just can't play a guitar. <laughs> you know, indie rock has existed for so long. The people who couldn't play a guitar have done everything that a person who can't play a guitar could do. So at this point, you wouldn't be doing anything worth your while or anyone else's while, more importantly, if you were to go out and start a band or join a band, not knowing how to like actually coordinate yourself to play music. Or you just, you don't, you, 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 your, your lyrics suck or whatever the thing might be. Some people are purely annoying. spectators. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know? but the thing that's really annoying to me about this, like, not argument, but discussion that you had with these people is that one person um, is totally, like, unwilling to consider your subjective opinion about Pitchfork to be, like, a valid one just because he doesn't agree with it. And yeah. then when... Another guy pops around, he's like, well, this is how I feel about it because this is my experience with it. And it's just right, like, right. so this extremely subjective perspective of like a valid like way to immerse yourself within like finding new music or like DIY music, you know, that has to be okay. But you being like, but Pitchfork was good for that for me at one point is like not acceptable for some reason right and these things we're talking about cultural production the things that we take for granted now were the pitchfork of their time and so I, an example i used the the touring network that was developed by black flag in the 80s that didn't exist before them if you were riding off the coattails of the fact that Black Flag had figured out which VFWs would host them, which Shriners halls would host them, which performance spaces and yada, yada, yada would host them, you know, which fucking like kids party venues would host them. If you had come after Black Flag and used what they literally like published their tour network to show people this is how you can do it. If you came yeah. in and started using that, and and somebody, you know, God God forbid, a, a publication refused to publish it, even though they got their hands on it, because they thought that oh, if you want to be DIY, you got to figure it out yourself. 
Well, then if the person said, hey, well, wait, I mean, but the guys did it for us. Why do we have to like do it? Our We can do it ourselves through adding to this as opposed to just swearing it off. And then this person, this hypothetical and actually true real person that I argued with would say to them, oh, no, you need to do it yourself. But now in 2024, we take it for granted that Black Flag did that. That is DIY, according to us in this day and age. It was not always DIY. And that's really it. That's really all that my whole point was with that. And one of these days, you know, it's like we've probably got a list. You know, we're starting to build. We're really a podcast because we've got a list of things we say we'll talk about and haven't made much headway on. But one of these days, we're going to have to talk about hipster runoff. Because that was that was huge for me. I, I loved Hipster Runoff. So yeah, one of these days we'll have to talk about that. Sort of animal life, really.